Thank you for tuning in to Frankly Freezy. You can find more information about the show at franklyfreezy.com. Today on Freezy and Friends, I'm joined with a very special guest in the Las Vegas community. His name is Norman J. Liverpool IV, and he's an LGBTQ life coach. He has a company called Over the Top Living, where he helps with some coaching. Well, how are you doing today, Norman? I am doing over the top, just marvelous all the time. <laughs> I love that. That's fabulous. Over the top living. It's it's one of your mantras, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Definitely. That's beautiful. Well, you know, it's better than, you know, being, I mean, just you know, average, over the top, at least we always are expressing ourselves to our fullest potential. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, you know, I know, I've known you for quite some time now, as we do here in this Las Vegas scene, we're very, you know, very to one degree of separation out here. (laughs) Literally. uh, Thank you for coming on the show today so that we can get your message out there to people and have uh, some other people get to know you a little bit more. Um, Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, Norman is an entrepreneur and speaker. Um, He's dedicated professional is a dedicated professional with passion for spreading awareness for the LGBTQ plus community and the issues that this community faces. He also is a creator of a Signer mentorship and coaching program designed for the LGBTQ plus community, over the top living. <laughs> so let's get into it, Norman. Let's start let's off by, yeah, uh, where, where were you um, originally from? Are you originally from Las Vegas? So, I was born um, I was born in California, but I was raised in Illinois. Um, so when people ask me where I'm from, I'm from Chicago. That's where my you know my parents raised us and I lived until I was 21. Amazing. So Chicago, yeah. it's oh here we got a picture of Norman as a little man. <laughs> who, who are you with there? Is that your dad? <laughs> Oh, now can't hear you. Oh, that was weird. I couldn't hear you for a second. So that's your dad. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. And how long uh, did you live in Chicago for after you were? So I lived there until I was 21 years old. Um, and then from there I moved to Las Vegas. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you went to high school out there. Uh, you went to everything, school, high school, you college, went to elementary school. Okay, and yep. uh, <laughs> had a little high school picture there. I don't know why. It's not <laughs> yes. Oh wait, I think I think I fixed that. So next time I show a picture, it should work. But uh, anyways, um, you moved to Vegas when you were 21, which is yeah. a great time to move because I mean you can't do much here before you're 21. I mean, uh, so it's either great or not great. 
<laughs> right? I, it, it can go two different ways, as we've seen many different times, all right? So for you, when you moved here, what was that move like? Uh, what, what did you experience in Chicago pre-moving to Vegas? And then what, what did, made you decide to move to Vegas for that big leap, that big change? So I think the biggest part of the challenge for me moving from Chicago to Vegas was me leaving my grandmother, Evelyn. Oh, uh, yeah, that's her. Uh, Hold on a second. Okay, we got to show the picture while you're not talking, but here we go for a few seconds. (laughs) Grandma Evelyn, she's beautiful. Who else was in that photo? Um, So you have my uh, older stepsister, uh, Gina, Uh and my young nephew, Israel. Okay, nice. And when I moved here, Israel wasn't even a thought yet. And so, um, so yeah, it was very simple. You know, I was at a place in my life where I knew that I wanted to do more. I wanted to come out and be fully who I am. And in the situation in Chicago, I just knew that I couldn't do that. So being that my dad lives here, I got a one-way ticket and came on to Vegas. <laughs> Nice. Okay, so we got a quick pic of your dad right here. What's your dad's name? Norman Liverpool III. Okay. That would make sense. Hello, Stefan. <laughs> All right, nice. So dad lived out, dad lives out here. That's a nice transition because it's always a little bit tricky to move to a new place, you know, when you don't know so many people, especially out here in Las Vegas. It's a very clicky city, you know, but you have to kind of earn your way in it because people come and go so often. So it's good to have that support here when you move uh, here. I mean, that's just kind of how it feels like, at least. It, it's, it takes people and for a me, while I just, to Yeah. For me, I just felt like I was just so excited to finally be in a location where I could just be me. Like, I think that's part of the reason why I was able to meet so many people and do so many of the things that I've been able to do here is because I was just so excited to be out of Chicago. I was excited to be in a place where I could be openly gay um, and, and just kind of live my life and do my thing. And that is what ultimately brought about over the top living many years later. Very nice. Love it. So over the top living when you got to vegas how how was your experience like you you had the world at your fingertips if you were 21 years old uh did you did you come out and start partying like we all usually do (laughs) baby baby honey she was she was booked and busy in every bar all the time Um, (laughs) nice and but one of the things that was really really special um about like the first year and a half or two about two years that i moved here was i met tracy savage who was a very well-known drag performer here in las vegas and i started Mm -hmm. doing drag and of course well i shouldn't say of course but for me with coming into the nightlife Honey, it was whatever you give me to drink, I'm drinking. Uh, You know what I'm saying? And so that was just my mentality because 
I had this newfound confidence when I put on a pump, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you, so you came out to Vegas, you started doing drag. Uh, you kind of found your way into that. Did you ever think you'd be doing drag before you moved out to Vegas? Baby, I had tried it in Chicago and by trying it, I meant just threw a wig on and some heels. Like I, I knew nothing about the art. I knew nothing about, you know, proper makeup application, any of that. Um, but when I came to Vegas, I was dancing at Charlie's, just hanging out like on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, just, you know, hanging out. And Tracy, whom I had not met at that time, um, she came up to me and she was like, you need to be in drag. And she was essentially, she told me, she said, I don't do drag daughters, but you're going to be the only one. You're going to be the only drag daughter. Uh, she ended up having two nice. more. So I have a family of, it's me and two sisters, but she, she said, there's and something about Alea like, Aloha Savage be one of those sisters. Yes, she is. So oh, Miss Alea Aloha I, Savage I is, mm-hmm. she is my young, my younger drag sister. And I'm so proud of her for representing Las Vegas as Mrs. Las Vegas Gay Pride and her husband, uh, DJ representing uh, Mr. Las Vegas Gay Pride. Uh, and so, yeah, so they're my younger sister. She's my younger sister. I have another sister named Natalia. So it was us. And I mean, I just got sucked into the drag world. <laughs> Love it. And we all know that that is a world within its own. It's like you got real life it's like uh it's almost like adult film world it's like a whole nother world of a whole nother realm of people that they're so different and spirited in their own ways and got all these different talents it's so great yeah you know what it's also a different form of like celebrity like Mm -hmm. i'm not definitely i'm not saying i'm a celebrity in no means i wasn't a celebrity in drag i'm not a celebrity in drag but one of it's the over things the that I living—that's what it is, <laughs> right? But one of the yes. things about drag, honey, it makes you feel like you're a celebrity. Like I would walk into right. a room and you couldn't tell me shit, you know? <laughs> exactly, love it. And so, while doing all that, while getting involved uh, with drag, the bars, Charlie's. You you you've gone to Charlie's on Sundays. You said you were hanging out there with with Every Judy day. Vine was doing her show. Every day. Well, okay. see, see, listen, that was back when Judy Vine had confessions on Friday, and oh, then Fridays. Diva Tops right. had a show on Saturday mm-hmm. at Flex. Then on Sunday was the drag show. Monday you rested. Tuesday you had drag queen bingo. Wednesday was welfare Wednesday. So you literally. We're just hopping all around the city every day of the week. It's funny because, you know, it's like it's all that's all changed a lot since we've, uh, you know, grown. It's kind of gotten a little bit different, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So besides drag, when you got out to Vegas, what else did you uh, get involved with? So one of the things that was really important for me, um, just on my journey, I come from a very um, spiritual, religious type background. And so mm-hmm. while I've moved away from a lot of that, um, it still was ingrained in who I, who I am as a person. So the first thing that I did was I looked to, um, to connect with a faith community. And I did that. I connected with a faith community that was gay affirming and accepting, which was awesome. Um, 
I volunteered at the Gay and Lesbian Center, which my friend Marvin, Cody, and I were on the the core of that. And we really, like, I don't want to say revolutionized because I feel like that's like a a very strong, powerful word. What I will Mm -hmm. say is that we definitely set the bar for the Vegas Empowerment, which I believe now is called Amped. Okay. Very nice. Yes, I've heard of that. Uh, So kind of like laying the groundwork for bigger things later on in our community. That's great. Love it. I was involved in Um, Las Vegas Pride. Um, I traveled with the Pride Board to different cities as a showgirl and, you know, did all of those kinds of things. So, you know, it it was it was a period that uh, of time that happened so fast. And to be completely Uh honest, I don't even have a recollection of all of it because, I mean, for part of the time, I, I mean, I wasn't in my right state of mind, um, (laughs) but it was such a pivotal point because it it was is what taught me that I was an adult. Like there was no necessarily there was no repercussion or someone that was going to slap my hand if I was bad, you know, or did you know what I'm saying? So it definitely opened my yeah, like it definitely opened my eyes to being an adult. Love it. So when um what all right, so from then till now, because Vegas Pride's still doing all that, they're traveling, they're doing all that. Uh, Vegas Pride's kind of evolved over the years here in Las Vegas. We have new leadership for the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. what, so what has been the biggest transformation overall you've seen in Las Vegas since you've been here? So I've been here for 13 years. And, you know, not just like obviously aesthetically does Vegas look different than when I moved here. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I have found to really hone in on the the true friendships and relationships that I that I truly have. You know, back then, everybody was your friend or your bar buddy or whatever the case may be. And so Mm -hmm. as I've journeyed to where I'm at today, I I prefer quality over quantity. You know, my grandmother, uh, Evelyn always said, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. And as I've gotten older, that just becomes more and more true. There's grandma Evelyn. Yeah, that's grandma Grandma Evelyn. Love it. So, all right. And um, within that time that you've been here, um, I'm sure you've done some, you know, different work for some different industries, been a part of some different things. Uh, what are what are some of those industries you've worked in while you've lived out here? Oh, baby, anything that would write a paycheck. OK, so <laughs> um, I, I, I was in um, wireless cell phone sales for a while. Um, I did that for a couple of years. I was in hospitality for a brief time. Um before transitioning to my career in real estate management. You said you worked at some bars too, right? I was. I did work at a bar here in town. I was a bartender. <laughs> I was a hot mess bartender. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh. I'm, I'm talking about hot So that actually, the, the way that that came about was I was working at Binion's. 
and which is a casino. And mm-hmm. I was going through a breakup and I realized that my household was going to go from two incomes to one. And so I picked up a bartending gig. You know, I was a, uh, a frequent, uh, um, I went to this bar frequently. <laughs> Patron, yeah. yeah, I was a frequent patron of the bar. And, you know, just in talking with the manager, I was like, hey, I need this job. Like, you know, I live right now on the street. Like, it's perfect, X, Y, Z. And so that's that's what I did. Love it. All right. Yeah. Well, so you've got, you've had a lot of, um, you, you've done a few different professions while you've been out here kind of evolving while you've gone through it. Uh, yeah. So now you have um, two businesses that you oversee. Well, one of them is like your baby. That's um, OverTheTopLiving.com. Mm-hmm. That's your first business. And then you also have a cleaning service, which Rosie's Cleaning Service you co-own. But let's talk about Over the Top Living for a minute. Okay. So what what's your what was your um reason for creating over the top living when did that come about in your vegas experience you know it it was it it was something that was always stirring up in me but when you are battling yourself to love yourself you're not feeling motivated to do the things that you know you're led or called to do so for me it had to do with me completely separating myself and kind of moving into a different phase of my adulthood. And part of that um, was me going into uh, the Powerhouse Academy and who was uh, by my coach, Chandra Brooks, um, an amazing, an amazing business and development coach. And so I began working with her and she just simply asked me, Norman, what is your story? Who is your audience? Who, what, if you could be, a mentor to your younger self, what would that look like? Right. Mm -hmm. And so as I went through this program, I was like, okay, this is cool. But as what I learned is as I began to share my story, people began to resonate it with it. You know, I had the pleasure of um, working with College of Southern Nevada. I'm actually going to be working with them again next week um, nice. and just really getting my story out, doing podcasts and, and broadcasts like this. Um, my speaking engagements. I just got a new gig today, which I'm excited to announce, but I have to wait. Um, but just getting out here and sharing Yay. my story. Congrats, girl. Thank you. And so as I started sharing my story, I realized a couple things. One was I wasted 10 years spinning my wheels. So the first thing that I wanted to do by starting Over the Top Living was minimize the time that we spend spinning our wheels, right? And truly honing in on finding our voice, choosing our impact, and sharing the story your way. Um, and so that is why I created Evolve, which is a five-week signature mentorship program. And we do just that. And we deal with mindset. We deal with all different kinds of things that really allow us to unleash our unicorn power and walk in next-level confidence. Okay. And so we got something coming up with um, Over the Top Living. Is this, this is your next uh, So this is uh, one of, this is one of the, the, the challenges that I do. So periodically Uh I'll do a own your story uh, challenge on, on Facebook, but the next Mm -hmm. uh, uh, event that we have is coming up on October 17th. It is called Confidence Unlocked. 
And that is a two-hour intensive masterclass. And you can register by going to bit.ly forward slash confidence unlocked. Um, and you can register. And it's going to be in a two-hour intensive masterclass where we talk about owning your shit, walking in next level confidence, uh, owning your story, and unleashing your mm-hmm. unicorn power. Love it. I, I get called by a unicorn by a few of my friends. So well, you are familiar with that term. You are too. And can we go to over the top living and find that too? So the over the top living.com, I'm just going to be real with y'all, honey. She needs some updates, honey, because these oh, projects are, okay. are, I'm going to be honest. The projects come in a little quicker than I can get the website updated. However, if well, you go to over the top, I can help you with honey, just so you know. Hey, let's connect. <laughs> um, but if you go to over the top living.com, you can scroll to the bottom of the page and do a submission form. There you'll be added to the mailing list and you'll get all of that information directly to your email. Great. And what was that uh, website once more um, that you said bit.ly? Yeah. So to register is bit.ly forward slash confidence unlocked. Confidence unlocked. Okay, great. We'll put that in the show notes. Thank you for tuning into Frankly Freezy. You can find more information about the show at franklyfreezy.com. 